Don't touch that dial. Grab a seat in front of the television, not too close. And don't pick at the marshmallows, cause here comes the frosted side. With the Daves, Dave Morrison and Dave Linquist. Saturday morning, it's a magical ride. So hop on board with the frosted side. Dave M, Dave L, watch the Saturday shows and give you useful facts that only Morrison knows. Then bring on a guest, review a cartoon and a sugary cereal. Grab a spoon, don't touch that channel. Grab some chow, the frosted side. It begins now. Howdy, folks. It is yours truly, Morrison, back at you with another episode of The Frosted Side. Happy February here in New England. It is cold outside and snowing as we are recording this the way it was meant to be. Not like January where we had record warmth. Of course, Valentine's Day is in February. By the time this episode airs, it will already have passed. So, gentlemen, let me give you a little bit of advice I told you she wouldn't care what you gave her as long as it was from the heart, a.k.a. you are broke. And February means primary month, and of course March, you're going to have some primaries coming up. I think Massachusetts has one, so get out and vote. And if you are not registered to vote, do it right now. And that's a public service announcement from your friends here at the Frosted Side. So let's get into our special guest and the episode and the serial that he picked. Joshua Pratt, a friend of Dave Lindquist. If you're looking to get into the micro brew game, Bevmo.com is where you want to go. Josh also runs a website called Porticade.com, which is based in Southern California. And we'll get to that in a second. It brings retro and classic video games to bars for tournaments. If you want to play Street Fighter and win money, that's where you want to go. Porticade.com. Bevmo, if you're looking to get into the micro brew game like yours truly, and that's for another episode for another time. DuckTales Season 2, Episode 6, The the Land of Tralala. It's filled with subliminal messages about greed with a few inflammatory and brutal Asian stereotypes. It did come out in 1989, so be mindful of that. Grape Nuts with Oak Milk was the cereal that Josh chose. It was very delicious. It's one of my personal faves, and we'll get into all that in the episode. This was the first episode where a guest was basically on another coast. Yeah, thank you, Zencaster app. Josh joined us from... Southern California, where we were in Newton, Massachusetts, and it worked out like a charm. And some sad news, of course, as we were recording this, you'll hear it in the episode, Kobe Bryant. Yeah, Kobe Bryant can hear us talking about it. Breaking news on the frosted side, and we hope we never have to do that again with any celebrity. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. I know I'm a Celtics fan. I know this is New England, but uh, he was one incredible talent, and rest in peace to his daughter and everybody else who was on that doomed helicopter flight. Of course, Neil Peart from Rush dying last month at 67 years old. I'm a huge Rush fan, and uh, Orson Bean just passing. Robert Conrad, Terry Jones from Monty Python. A lot of celebrity deaths. No rest for the wicked. But on a happier note, let's get right into it. It's another episode of The Frosted Side. Don't touch that dial. Grab a seat right in front of the television. Not too close. And don't pick out the marshmallows. Because here comes The Frosted Side with the Daves. Dave Morrison and Dave Linquist. Solve a mystery or rewrite history. 
guys. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Frosted Side. Uh, this is one I'm kind of excited about in a few ways. The uh, the cartoon in particular uh, it hits close to home. I have good memories of this one. Me too, Dave Linquist. And I used to watch this all the time. DuckTales. Woo. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. And uh, our, woo-hoo? our first... Uh, woo-hoo. I think it's like woo-hoo. Uh, for those uh, who heard another voice pop up there, this is our first uh, mobile recording session on the uh, other side of the country from the left coast. San Diego joining us is a friend of mine, a lo- long, long-standing friend of mine from uh, college, Joshua Pratt. Hey, Josh. Uh, left coast is the best coast. There you go. So I've been told. I feel like we're in the future, Dave Linquist. Yeah, we can do this on a laptop and we don't even have to have people invited into your humble abode. You don't even, you can just stick around and, uh, you know, do it from your, your place. I can do it up at my place in Lowell and you can do it from anywhere in the world. Yeah, this is great. Uh, many thanks to Josh for being able to set us up with the tech on this. Josh, you want to go a little bit into your background and, uh, you know, how you knew to do this, what your, your work is. And then, uh, I, I want to talk about your, uh, your kind of side project you've got going on lately. Cause it's, uh, something that's right up my alley. Well, Dave, I'm in- incredibly nervous over here sitting down with the two Daves, um, and you really just asked me like 10 questions, so I'll try to answer some of them. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so what are you doing for work? Why do you know this audio sort of stuff? Uh, you know, h- how are you uh, guiding us through this part of mobile podcasting, basically? And are you trying to steal my thunder? <laughs> While I live over here in San Diego, uh, my home and my heart is originally in Massachusetts, and uh, so is the company I work for. So um, I work for a trade publication that covers the food and beverage industry. So if you're an entrepreneur or a distributor or a retailer uh, and you produce a, a food product, a beverage product, a, a beer, a craft beer, uh, you visit one of our websites and and you find out uh, daily uh, information on what's going on um, to help you build your business and grow your business. And so uh, we have a podcast. We have uh, uh, the number one um, podcast in the food and beverage industry called Taste Radio. Oh, nice. cool. I've actually heard that. Yeah. All, everything that's actually recorded is is recorded uh, either at trade shows or back in our Watertown office. And then that third option is that if people aren't available to either come into Watertown or meet us at a trade show or one of our own events, then we uh, use this uh, handy-dandy uh, application called Zencaster, which uh, is kind of like Skype, except for it records a unique recording of everyone on the call, so you can kind of uh, tweak and, and, and make little subtle changes behind the scenes. Yeah, very, very cool, and uh, thank you again for setting us up with it. I, th- oh, I think we'll you're definitely the man. Take, take advantage of this going forward. Yeah, th- so. Thank you, Josh. Actually, it's funny that you mentioned brewers, because I'm trying to get into the craft brew game i know 10 years too late but i've got some hops at my apartment and been trying to brew the the lady is telling me either sell that on ebay or you start to brew and i think i was talking to dave linquist not to go off topic a few weeks ago trying to get him to brew we've already got the podcast so i'm gonna put dave on the spot and i've already got a name for the ipa that i um want to brew but i don't know where to start well uh you're talking to a good person here josh i have actually uh brewed with or observed brewing at some point or another so he was uh doing the home brew thing himself for a while at least at one point right, right. Josh? I, I did um but i i find that enjoying the libations is a lot more fun than making them mm. uh 
I hope you like cleaning, right, Dave? Oh, I, I actually do. <laughs> that's that's good because uh, you gotta clean oh, those pots. Yeah, the, absolutely. The uh, I I would do like extract batches, and man, that that malt extract is like the stickiest, like most impossible to get up. Like you know, sort of like pieces just falling everywhere. Which oh yeah, kind of a nightmare. But uh, no, it's it's fun to do a couple times. I would uh, I would strongly advise uh, having some beers ready to go. Like at the end of it like to feel like you're enjoying the fruits of your labor like as it happens at least a couple at least yeah because when you're done it's you know you're looking at what like a month and a half for an ale pretty much no my girlfriend and i went out last night to this uh, flight center it's called the flight center excuse me in nashua new hampshire and we had all these little you know samples of of beers and there was this one ipa called Bow Wow Wow Yippio IPA, and we were just absolutely in full hysterics. You order that. Wow. Oh, that's great. Uh, so, Josh, I referenced uh, a little bit of a side hustle, a, uh, a, a new endeavor you've taken up recently. Uh, care to uh, enlighten us a little bit more on that? Because it is so damn cool. And, and anything that involves NHL 94. No. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, while I have a nine to five and I'm over here crushing uh, audio and video gear, um, either breaking it or trying to put it back together or working on podcasts or, or um, you know, I guess my nine to five is a technical director. I guess it's my official term. Um, but I started a, a hobby. I turned a hobby into a little a little side gig about a year ago with my brother-in-law. And we're out here in San Diego and we have a company called Porticade and um, we are a portable arcade. So we bring all the old school retro consoles uh, like Sega, um, Super Nintendo, Nintendo 64 to bars, breweries, uh, restaurants. Uh, we, we did a hospital once. Uh, we've <laughs> really? done, wow. um, we did uh, a bunch of stuff at Comic-Con this last year. So it's been a great uh, outlet to be creative and to, um, you know, to drink beers uh, and play video games. So it's kind of a win-win. Um, Wait, there's an arcade in a hospital. <laughs> so that, that was, <laughs> okay, let me, let me well, I'm going to go that. injure myself right now. Yeah. I'm going to talk about perks. Uh, no, this is the weirdest thing. So we've gotten a bunch of requests so far. And one of them is from an events company and they're like, Hey, you guys do vintage video game rentals. And we're like, yeah, what, what do you guys need? And, you know, usually people want us for birthday parties or for a, a brewery uh, opening or something like that. And this company wanted us because there was a new wing of a hospital getting opened up and they had all these different activations. So they wanted to know if we had a Nintendo Wii's and we had the like the fit board. You guys remember the fit board? Oh, sure. Yeah, I've got I've got one hanging out in my basement here. Yeah. Uh, So they were like, do you have those? And of course, we said yes, even though we didn't. They were like, oh, well, how much would it be to bring two TVs and two Wii fits? And we're like, well, uh you know we quoted them a number that we thought was insane and they said yeah sure that's great uh we want you here from 9 a.m to 1 p.m on a friday so we went to a, a couple local retro video game stores and used offer up and craigslist right. found some old units Source and then everything oh that's great yeah next thing you know we got paid to bring nintendo wii fits to a hospital oh, I, i'm still nice. baffled by it Wow. Wow. Maybe it's part of some therapy because I remember when we first came out, everybody said, oh, this is just the new form of exercise. Oh, yeah. I, I had a biggest loser game. I'm not going to lie. I lost like 15 pounds because of the Wii. So like, it sort of worked. <laughs> yep. 
but uh oh that's so cool man uh and that's you know right in our wheelhouse like clearly with a podcast like this you know nostalgia is kind of the game and uh yeah that's that's awesome and you know josh knows i've had uh over the years quite the uh old like vintage video game collection i've definitely uh dropped it down a little bit in here but like dave and i are staring ahead right now and i've got my like original nintendo nintendo 64 and genesis yeah currently hooked in up the hospital the room TV, so. nurse the <laughs> the the patient next to me behind the little curtain is stealing my console and he won't let me have a turn you know i actually really miss dave this is this is throwing it back a little bit but i really miss your your facebook updates or maybe they're your instagram updates ah this is before instagram but which dave to, oh that's uh, me dave Linkless, uh, where i miss some of your your updates of how you used to go on like um adventures hunting for old video games uh, so you man, could you, sell them and you, uh you'd you find these little gems you used to be able to find them everywhere and i, I mean more often than not it was me actually more hoarding them than selling them I, I, they really piled up but yeah like little thrift stores and yard sales and that sort of stuff used to turn up everywhere but there there was a little bit of a uh I, i've heard the prices have dropped off on some of them there's kind of a like big bubble and like they got so valuable that you know people just go to those kind of stores just like constantly hunting for them so you know it got like impossible to find that kind of stuff well, and just to give the listeners a little bit of an idea of what I do, Dave Morrison speaking right now. So I work at the Courier Museum in Manchester, New Hampshire, working in security, and we have a couple exhibitions. And one of the exhibition coming up in March is a tribute to video games, and we're offering a sneak peek to members where it's not video games where you can walk in and play video games, but they're murals and paintings of Super Mario Brothers, say, from 1985, and we've already oh, seen great. the renders where he's going down the, the, the flagpole into the castle with the with the fireworks in the background, and you've oh, got the so... Koopa shells. Oh, it's absolutely amazing. When, when's this exhibit start? So we're hoping to get this installed right around March because oh, we have psyched. a couple yeah, uh, uh, unrelated exhibits going on right now that I personally can't wait to get rid of. <laughs> uh, but, no, we're looking forward to it, and it's to honor the uh, the – the history of video games up until now, especially consoles. There's going to be a little exhibition on that. So well, on up um, to the Courier Museum, Manchester, New Hampshire, a little plug for where I work. And what I, I'll give you a little plug for um, or two quick little plugs, but one is you should really, if you're on the East coast and you're listening to this podcast, um, you should follow a uh, wicked retro night. It's a, um, it's exactly what we're doing. Um, it's exactly what Porticade's doing. It's a pop-up arcade, um, but they're doing it in the Massachusetts area. So we're not fil- affiliated with them, but we've kind of become like a cross-country uh, brothers just because we're both doing the same thing. We both started the same thing, and, and uh, we're kind of learning from each other. And they do events at uh, Winter Hill Brewing in Somerville, right where Dave, where Dave used to live. Yeah, oh, right, right live. in my old location, um, yeah. And they're all over... Um, all over New Hampshire and, and Massachusetts. So if you are have, trying to have a special night, uh, Dave Morrison, maybe you want to give uh, Wicked Retro um, a call and get some video games for your uh, your party. Oh, kind of cool idea. Yeah. Very neat. I'm going to tell Kimmy this. Kimmy, if you're listening. Very cool. Well, that's your, that's your girlfriend, so she, I hope she's listening. <laughs> I've been trying. I've been working on it. <laughs> Oh, How sad is that? Uh... Welcome, travelers. I am the High Mucky Duck of Tralala. 
Tra-la-la! -la. We found it! Is it true what I've heard? You have no use for money here? Please? What is money? Eh, this place might be all it's cracked up to be after all. Come, I will show you to your guest quarters. This is perfect, isn't it, Benton? I bet this Himalala Hilton cost a pretty penny. But you are our guests. This house is on the house. All right, so, um, Josh, you want to get into uh, the cartoon? I'm, like, so excited for this one. Me too. I have opinions. I'm very nervous. What, what do I say? So um, uh, besides, I, I was like, speechless when I watched this. <laughs> so I, I can intro it a bit. Josh picked uh, DuckTales, uh, not not a Saturday Ooh. morning cartoon, but like a staple of my childhood, like part of the Disney afternoon. Like this, this was like, and this wasn't know, Saturday morning after school, but I was, I was literally watching the show. Yeah. Well, four or five days a week. And just for the record, even though our, the concept is Saturday morning cartoons, we also like to branch out because there were weekday afternoon cartoons and DuckTales was one uh, of them. And such a good one. And uh, Josh picked an excellent one, an excellent episode. And uh, this was uh probably one that left me speechless and you want to intro it dave or josh yeah J josh do you want to go into a little bit of why you picked this specific episode i know you've got like a a little bit of a history with this one and uh yeah oh god it was an interesting episode <laughs> so first off for those who have never watched this episode or you know obviously you're familiar with ducktales it's you know a story of uh scrooge mcduck and he's got his huey dewey and louie uh his little his little nephews that he takes care of and donald is surprisingly absent from this entire tv show uh, but they replaced him with, uh, you know, Launchpad, McQuack, and eventually uh, Gyro Gearloose. Um, but I, every day I would come home, I'd race home from the bus, and I would I would do my chores so I could watch this. I think it started exactly at like 3 o'clock on yep. a Disney afternoon. Uh, and this this one episode, I'm not, I'm, I'm not lying here. When Dave first told me a year ago that he was starting this podcast i was like oh i want to do ducktales if i ever can get on your episode i want to do ducktales and he was like well you're more of a ninja turtles guy and i'm like yeah but ducktales <laughs> are just like what i watched like i played ninja turtles but i i watched ducktales and in high school i brought up this episode to a blank stare of about 20 kids in my class <laughs> in college i once brought up this episode and I had about, you know, 50 to 75 college kids and a professor just blank staring at me. I have no idea why, but I've embarrassed myself by talking about this episode. What is this? Soci uh, sociology? Economics, exactly. Maybe? Yeah, maybe economics, obviously. Yeah. Uh, the episode is is basically uh, Scrooge goes crazy. Scrooge <laughs> uh, develops a drinking problem uh, where everyone's asking him for money. And the only way he can get out of this funk is to drink this fuzzy pop and uh it calms his nerves so we can all kind of take uh the connotations there on what he's actually drinking <laughs> yeah it, it's also very flammable so <laughs> there's there's definitely an uh, implication there so the episode title it's um the the legend of tralala is that it it's something I believe along those so lines. yes yep it's in the legend second of season it's in the second season of the show episode six and so they um, so so Scrooge is just like everyone's asking Scrooge for money because obviously he's a billionaire. And there's even this joke where like this this group of people who are um, trying to stop billionaires from existing are asking him for money. And he, he finds out that there's this like magical land from his doctor called Tralala that they don't have money. It's the it's it's his only way to fix himself is to get away from 
this uh, environment that that he's surrounded in, where there's just money everywhere, and people know he's a billionaire and they want it. So he, you know, has his his fateful servant, uh, Launchpad McQuack, uh, hunt for uh, this 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 lost land in the Himalayas. It's it, there's so much going on here. Like, Do you want to get into the natives of this oh, Himalayan yeah, village? That's. that's... Um, Dave wouldn't allow this on TV. No. Would you say, gentlemen? No, it's, what it's, say you? It's, it's no, definitely a picture of its time. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'll let Dave talk about that aspect. Yeah, thanks. Uh, Are yeah, you trying to trap him? Yeah, there, there, there are some very sort of stereotypical sort of generalized, like, Asian stereotypes in here. We're not talking like... No, really? We're not talking like quite as bad as like those uh cats and lady in the tramp it's not that far from it uh it's sort of uh the land's called instead of the himalayas it's the himalala la mountains and uh yeah like i think that's the only only part of like the episode like i i was generally thinking like oh this show's aged pretty well and then like you see the natives and i'm like all right that piece is a little Okay, well, what's the crux of the episode, Dave? Why don't you? Uh, so, you want me to... yeah, no, yeah. If you want to go into it, f- feel free. So I don't. I, well, I don't want to butcher it, but basically, um, uh, Scrooge McDuck just doesn't care about pollution at all. I guess um, you know, uh, global warming and and helping save the environment just doesn't exist because he's just he's throwing trash everywhere. So he's got these bottles of this this fuzzy liquid that he's just chugging every time anyone asks him for money. So they're flying over. Um, you know uh, the mountains and they spot what they think is this this lost land and uh as he's he's going down he, he chugs another one of his uh his beverages and throws the bottle cap out the window it's foreshadowing right there gentlemen they they land and uh well of course they crash land because it's launch pad mcquack turns out sure enough the land is a, a paradise there they he, they meet the the locals and the locals offer them food they offer them shelter and they're like well how much is it and they're like nothing it's free we'll, we'll just give it to you like this is you know we don't we don't have money they're they're very confused by money as a as a as a concept and they just help each other out and there's another he came later on in the series and uh fenton crackshell did you guys remember who fenton was in the yeah. very beginning yeah, oh, yeah. yeah gizmo duck i uh the the episode where he's introduced as uh as gizmo duck or made for tv movie or whatever i remember having like recorded on vhs and watched over and over again but in, in this episode he really serves more as like his real like role in real life he is scrooge's accountant He's no longer a bean counter, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> so he is um he just he he puts on a bunch of these uh these costumes I would say and tries to you know trick the the these these natives who or these locals who have lived there uh you know for probably thousands of years untouched from civilization and somehow he just thinks he can blend in with them even though clearly they're the only people there they know who everyone is and uh he keeps trying to like trick them into talking about money or what is money or where's the gold and and finally uh he gives up he's like that's it you guys just you guys really don't you know you don't care about that kind of stuff and then um just just so it happens uh one of them finds that bottle cap that came out the out the the window that you know scrooge mcduck threw away and they're like well what's this and and you know it's shiny it's cool it's new and they've never seen anything like it and he's like oh well that's kind of like the concept of money is that that's unique that's rare no one has it here so that right there is really valuable you know everyone starts fighting over this bottle cap they 
the locals turn restless and um, Scrooge starts giving him a bunch of the other bottle caps that he has from all the other, you know, you know, bottles of booze that he's, he's slugging down and um, they don't have enough. So they, they like what they arrest him and they're Put like, booze in quotes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, nerve tonic. Quote unquote. <laughs> nerve tonic. Nerve tonic. Uh, pardon, Mr. Fenton. Does this belong to you? Huh? Oh, that's just an old bottle cap. Look, fill me in. I can't believe this. Everybody share everything valley of yours. You really never heard of money. Money? Gold. Diamonds. Anything rare and precious? How do you mean rare? Sheesh. Well, like that bottle cap. It's the only one in Tralala. That makes it worth ooh, a dozen sheep. <laughs> this tiny thing? You do not know Tralala. Watch. Friends, look at the beautiful bottle cap Mr. Fenton gave me. Oh. You rocky, rocky, rocky. I've never seen anything like it. I'll give you a sheep for it. I'll give you two sheep. Four sheep. Mr. Fenton, I've already been offered seven sheep for my bottle cap. What do I do? Hold out for 15. Um, yeah, and so, so, so it becomes a bottle cap economy, really. Yeah, so then they're like, what are we going to do? And, and, and Scrooge is like, listen, I'll just send Launchpad out of here. Launchpad goes and gets some bottle caps, and every single person in the village gets one bottle cap. It's like, you know, socialism. It's like communism at its peak. Everyone's happy except one villager. So one one local villager messes the entire plan up of everyone getting one bottle cap by putting on a costume, and he gets two bottle caps. So everyone's fighting over getting another bottle cap. So, of course, Scrooge's only resolution is to send off for a billion bottle caps. Uh, Launchpad goes and gets them, starts raining them down. There's trash everywhere, a.k.a. bottle caps. And uh, it creates this massive, huge economy based on bottle caps yeah one of the uh one of the local characters even kind of becoming their version of scrooge he's like oh these are fun to swim around in much the same way uh scrooge is swimming it's what greed does it tears people apart so obviously i had to bring this whole you know concept up in the middle of like economics 101 because you know you know they they took this perfect society that just you know everyone helped each other out everyone you know shared their goods and resources and then now this like terrible drunk, um, you know, duck with all these billions of wealth comes in and just ruins it for everyone. Wouldn't you say? I would say so. And uh, Dave, uh, it reminds me of that Snorks episode we uh, reviewed about a year. <laughs> oh yeah! Wow! Absolutely. I hadn't even that. Well, yeah. A lot of those cartoons back in the eighties, the the supervillain, it was always this money hungry yuppie because it was the eighties and you know, bigger business and, and so on, Reaganomics. And I think these cartoons really sent a message pushing back against corporate greed. And it's weird in today's society, we we look highly upon those who have a little more than, you know, those who don't at the bottom. But back in the 80s, the, many of the lovable cartoon villains were also very uh, villainous for the reason that what the hell just happened? Whoa! No. Uh, so we've never like, we have to bro- stop right broke now. News on the podcast before, but I just got a message, uh, Josh. I'm not sure if you've seen this because it just happened like 15 minutes ago. Kobe Bryant just died in a helicopter. Crash. Yeah. Wow. I just got a text message. Yeah. Wow. Weird. Wow. Huh. 
Sorry. Uh, you know. Okay. <laughs> going, but going we'll decide to, whether or not to keep oh, this yeah. in, but the, the, we've breaking news. This is really freaky, dudes. I have sat in on a podcast recording with my coworkers and Kobe Bryant. And Whoa. Filmed Whoa. It. Whoa. That. Wow. That that's weird. Uh, wow. Right, well, so, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, I guess we can uh, kind of back up a bit there. A little bit, yeah. Uh, so so yeah. Uh, let me, it's let me not even and, on ESPN.com yet. Uh, let me. Um, Hopefully, it's not one of those stupid pranks, and then everybody falls for it, especially no, these days is, with the internet. A lot so of this news is sources yeah. From the looks of it. All right. That's wild. Wow. The top headline on NBA for ESPN is that Kobe. LeBron James is following Kobe Bryant on becoming straight out of high school to to beat his number three spot. Oh, God. Oh, my God. So they're not even talking about his death. This is crazy. What does Reddit say? Uh, Let me hold on. Pulling it up now. I'll go check BBC News. They're pretty reliable. Yeah, it's first. Yeah, I think it's the first thread I've got on here. Are you telling me that Reddit isn't reliable? Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so uh, mine's all over the place because it's more curated for the things i follow so it's just giving me cheap laptops and uh expensive hot sauces out now there's i'm gonna go Celtics see if kimmy Reddit. yeah Kobe yeah i'm gonna back. go see wow. if kimmy texts me because she's she's usually the first to text me when these TMZ. things happen wow tmz is reporting it yeah there it is on the lakers subreddit huh wild oh and then i'm getting uh advertisements on my reddit for those um arcade one-up things josh you said you got a couple of those right yeah i do have two of them now i uh five I... confirmed dead 22 minutes ago yeah god wow weird um all right so i i've got an idea how to kind of rein us back into this so uh we were kind of getting at the uh the, the timeliness of the uh of this episode and uh sort of uh the uh you know the villain villainous greed greed being bad in the uh 80s and whatnot because it was such a you know prominent figure in so many movies and whatnot Reaganomics dave was sort of getting at uh i just sent josh a link to this and this might be opening things up a little bit too much here but uh apparently this uh this episode of the cartoon uh actually comes from a uh an earlier comic from uh 1954 this whole uh land is introduced in the uh uncle scrooge comics i don't know are you guys familiar with these comics at all or comics i don't know but uh i was familiar with uncle scrooge through the the films but i didn't know that there was a comic book are you talking about a golden book now see these uh the i i guess it's called the duck universe it's it's actual like you know comic books like your like your superhero ones or your horror ones or you know these were probably more akin to your um you know, you know your richie riches or your archies or whatever but there's this whole um duck universe that all these uh most of these characters besides you know donald and the, the nephews uh kind of originated from and it's been going since I'd have to double check, but I'd say like the late 40s or so. Uh, they're still apparently very popular in some other countries. I think certain parts of Europe, and that's where like a lot of these uh, a lot of these characters come from. I know. Uh, well, Disney is wicked popular in Europe and Asia, especially Euro Disneyland. They were looking for people. 
for working at the the Disney theme parks out there all the time, not to go off uh, yeah. too much yeah. of a tangent, but no, it is wicked popular here where it's where where here it's just kind of died off. Yeah. So yeah, so here it is the uh, the duck the duck universe and sort of everything that falls within it. And, uh, I mean, some comic strips and early films from the 30s and early 40s. But yeah, apparently uh, they also get into this kind of like financial kind of parody type stuff. You, you get uh, Scrooge's rival, who I think pops up in the in the cartoon, uh, Flint Hart Glomgold. I think there's a John Rockefeller, uh, John D. Rocker Duck or something. Uh, is one of the characters in there. Josh, you have any uh, familiarity with the comics? You ever read those or? I I never read any of the comics, but you know when we talked about this the other day, and you mentioned the comics, I went and did a little research, and and uh, you know yeah, it's kind of it's kind of crazy. Like there is a comic book that's 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 from the fifties that's play by play this entire episode that was recorded thirty years later. So yeah. I sent you a link, Dave. But yeah, you can you can scroll through this this blog post someone wrote. And from back in 2014, and it's literally like the entire episode, but like shot for shot, here's what it looked like in the comic book. And here's like how it different in the show. Oh, and wow. they're actually really, really close. Like, of course, the bad thing happens, uh, which is the end of the episode. Well, it, it, they end up figuring it out. But, you know, the um, the villagers are are just overwhelmed with all these bottle caps. They seem like they're never going to end. So they Scrooge has to go and stop Launchpad from bringing any more or the villagers are going to kill their kids, which is like I, to me, like looking back on this, I was like, wow, they were they were going to kill the three little little kids like in this show kind of just glossed over that. But I thought that was pretty good. And Louie, yeah, that was yeah. a little intense. We were watching like, what did they do? <laughs> and uh, but yeah, luckily, you know, uh, through a couple uh, adventures and and uh, and surprises, uh, Robo Duck, who uh, comes out of nowhere, uh, comes and saves oh, oh, the day. G- G- Gizmo Duck. Oh, sorry, sorry, Gizmo Duck. Yeah, Gizmo <laughs> Duck. He yells "Blather and Blatherskites." Fenton Crackshell does, and he turns into this robot duck. Uh, for those who aren't familiar, and he ends up saving the kids, and then saves uh, saves the whole town by vacuuming up all the bottle caps and removing them from this utopian society. So there are a couple of there are a couple of things where I was like thinking like what happened after this so like these people have like they've been exposed to like w- you know how money operates and like greed's clearly torn apart their society and now that the like pollution's like gone like where where are these people left and I I don't know if you guys know this this or not but like Scrooge clearly hasn't learned his lesson at, no. at, at, at the very end and they never do and he never does no, he, these these types of tycoons never learn their lesson they're back at it looking he, for he some crazy money making scheme uh, the nerve tonic booze type thing out yeah. the window of the plane again at the very end I'm just like follow it with my eyes oh is that gonna like cause this to happen again somewhere else. Mm. But they always try to make these evil tycoons lovable, as I was trying to get at before Kobe Bryant uh, came in with, you know, the breaking news. But, yeah, no, these lovable tycoons, but they're also kind of assholes in in some regard because you you hate them. They're 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 Mr. Burns like they're they're evil, but they're lovable evil, if, if that makes any sense, gentlemen. Yeah, uh, I don't know if he's played as evil in that, like, some other characters who pop up in this show are more greed-based, or that, like, usually the lessons it's trying to play is that, like, oh, money isn't the most important thing, but... right. Uh, 
Josh, what do you what do you think about like as as a like overall message for this? Like, I feel like a lot of the cartoons we do, they're trying to uh, like teach kids one sort of lesson. Is this that like money is bad? I feel like that's not quite it. Um, what are they what are they trying to teach kids? Um, I, I don't <laughs> it's know. A tough one, right? I wouldn't like... I wouldn't mind going off to this like magical. Uh... You know, Himalala, uh, you know, commune where everyone just hangs out and eats food and and uh, helps each other out. Sounds sounds pretty rad to me. Yeah. When you were t- when you were talking before, uh, Dave Linquist about uh, what happened after they left. Well, obviously, all these locals died because they weren't you know vaccinated against any of the diseases oh, these God. other ducks had from outside. You know, no one has touched this land for thousands of years. So yeah, it's pretty sad. But um. But yeah, I just I couldn't get over the the throwing away. Yeah, at the very end, he just throws out that Scrooge just learned nothing from this. He's like, ah, whatever, just throw this out. That's that's what I couldn't get over. And and uh... but would you expect anything less from Scrooge McDuck, Josh? <laughs> no, you're right. I know that Linquist has a a little baby over there. Congratulations. Thank um, you. Yeah. Uh, I have a almost two year old. I was gonna say a... she's gonna be really close to two now, huh? Yeah, she's almost two, uh, March 19th, and um, I'm getting ready for her birthday party coming up. But she is obsessed with Mickey Mouse Playhouse. Like, she nice. wakes up in the morning and she says, Mickey, or she says, Mouse, Mouse, Mouse. And uh, and it's all she wants. And then, of course, I had to watch these episodes because they're on Disney Plus and, oh, yeah. uh, you know, prep for this. The last two days, we've been rocking DuckTales, and it's been phenomenal because oh, now I, I get to watch something that my daughter is actually enjoying. And uh, we're watching – this is one of the things I wanted to write about. You're talking about the reboot, right? The 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 Not the not the ones that we're talking about right now, right? Oh, no. I'm talking about the OGs. I'm talking oh, about these 87s. No way. Oh, oh excellent. So Disney Plus does have the DuckTales. You just have to kind of search for them. They're like kind of hidden. When you even when you search for Duck, like the Mighty Ducks three comes up, and all this other like new fangled DuckTales stuff comes up. But the original are there. The original movie that you guys mentioned uh, that's up there. But uh, one of the things that we really enjoyed watching so far is: Do you guys remember how? Yeah, there were standalone episodes like this for DuckTales, but. There were these big, epic, like four part, five part adventures that we used to go on. Sure. Yeah, there were kind, there were kind of like big story arcs. Now that you mention it, yeah. And if you were sick, or like, let's say you had chores, or you had extra homework one day, and you missed one episode, you were like, you were like, so I was, I was, oh yeah, oh, so yeah. frustrated, yeah. So we're watching the one right now where we're in the middle of it. We're like episode four, but. Scrooge buys an island and then it turns out the island had you know he the from from that evil villain guy and then it turns out he bought it because he found this cave he ends up going back in time and getting the the dinosaur Bubba do you oh, remember right. Bubba yeah, oh yeah the cave duck yes oh I totally forgot about that and his uh his little uh his little triceratops and yeah. you know you think it's only going to be one episode no it's like i'm on a three part four part arc wow. with this 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 bubba duck where they're trying to like you know solve this big thing and it's like how did we ever back in the day we didn't have we didn't have tivo you know we didn't have recording options except for a VH, vhs if you were lucky we didn't have dvr so definitely so, no tvr so 
I mean, I feel like that's why like something like this probably worked a lot better as a weekday afternoon show. Like, like if you're getting a, like four parter like that, like you're one day to the next to the next kind of back and forth rather than like if it's every Saturday, like there's no chance I'm like catching the same mm. show four Saturdays in a row, let alone like remembering what's going on, you know? I want to ask you guys something. Did you ever want to dive into a big pile of money just like Scrooge McDuck when you would watch <laughs> DuckTales? Because that's what I wanted to do all the time. And I was so pissed off that I couldn't do that growing up, that I just didn't have a, a pool of coins to d- go diving into. <laughs> and I think I held some resentment towards my mother for that. <laughs> I think maybe I wanted to jump into a giant pile of, of cereal, maybe. Dun, 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 foreshadowing. Oh, we're going to get into that. I I'm, see what you did right I'm not going to lie. I remember like piling all the pennies I had onto the floor. I'm like, this is not going to work. No. <laughs> like, all right. See, so I wasn't that crazy. crazy. Yeah, I had problems. <laughs> did you did you throw like a bunch of the pennies in your mouth and then spit them up and try to get them to land on your forehead? <laughs> Ew. <laughs> get some. I forgot about that part. You eat coins. Oh. You can go blind like Peter Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> well that's what would um he does in the intro like that's yeah. another part of this the show i don't know if you guys remember but i remember watching that intro and the intro changed throughout the years but the intro had all these parts to episodes that i had seen and then some of them i hadn't and i was always like on the hunt to watch those yeah. and then i was wicking like reading some like the wikipedia on this and no they just like m- made some animation just for the intro and so now oh, i feel so wow. cheated i feel so cheated that oh, it was wow. like oh wow yeah, there's some things in there with like there's like a temple falling apart or something, and it's oh, a very yeah. like uh, oh, Indiana I remember Jones the temple sort of falling yeah. apart. Yep, when I was watching uh, the show and Treasure of the Lost Lamp, which is what I th- was was that based off of it, Indiana Jones? But Josh and I were actually just talking about this when we were prepping for it. Yeah, uh, the the beginnings. One would think got so. A little bit of an Indiana Jones vibe, but Josh, you said the rest is kind of like Aladdin. You you did you watch it recently? Oh, pre Aladdin. Uh yeah, I kind of watched this as well recently. Um yeah, so I've been watching a lot of DuckTales recently, not gonna lie. Um and I was on a flight to San Francisco and watched yeah, I watched the movie because uh, I don't remember actually ever seeing the movie. And the first part is you're hundred percent correct. It's all Indiana Jones. But then they find a lamp and it's 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 the genie and it's a whole story of, you know, all the kids are using the wishes for fun and then Scrooge and this other guy wants to use them for fortune and fame and and then at the end, of course, they release the genie and he becomes free. And it's so it's it's this very, very copy of of like Aladdin. Aladdin. Yeah, it's yeah. very, very, yeah. very similar storyline, which a lot of these a lot of these were very, you know, they were if you there's a 100 episodes they released. There's a lot of references or like, you know, tropes that they're stealing or like that are storylines mm. that they're stealing. Uh, didn't make it any less fun, though. No. Yeah, this this show ran for a while, right? It was like something like 1987 through 1990 so. in and syndication. I I feel like they kept it uh they kept it going for a while too afterward like uh, there were so several I- incarnations of ducktales especially we we just mentioned there's been a reboot it's mostly cgi on the disney channel i think it's on disney disney plus right now the the ducktales reboot but there were a couple other reboots i think of ducktales back in the 90s if i'm not mistaken yeah, i'm going to have to go back maybe right. and check I, on that too i don't 100% we'll, recall we'll, this we'll give people a little bit of information on the series of course scrooge mcduck was famously voiced by alan young who people might not know was also wilbur wilbur from mr red 
the talking horse. And Rusty Taylor, who unfortunately passed away, was the voice of Huey, Dewey, and Louie. And guess who else was in DuckTales? Want to take a guess, Dave Linquist? <laughs> Our favorite. Oh, God, he, he comes up every episode. Frank yeah. Welker. Yeah. He, uh, he 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 didn't pop up in this one, but uh, he was, no, uh, but a, he's a couple big listed as a cast member, and uh, I think actually that uh, caveman Josh just mentioned, and Bubba. Uh, yes, Bubba and uh, Peter Cullen, yeah, uh, another they're another Transformer. It's funny, uh, Launchpad. I must be completely misremembering this, but for some reason I was thinking Dave Coulier voiced him. Well, that would have made sense because he pretty much voiced everything in addition to Full House and America's Funniest Commercials. So my my wife Jess and I were watching this episode earlier, and I swear I'd never noticed it before, but uh, I think Launchpad's got a like hint of the Boston accent in there. I oh, swear, I, I swear there's some R's dropping. What? L- listen back. Listen, listen for the R's. I'm telling you. Okay, I'll have to. I will. Well, luckily, if you know, if Parker is into uh, continues to watch the Duck, then. Uh, and I've avoided uh, Mickey Playhouse, then we'll be able to watch a couple more ex- episodes coming soon. Nice. Uh, so have either of you guys uh, seen any of this new reboot, re- this recent one at all? No, I've stayed as far away as possible, and I'm going to keep it that way. I-, I want to remember DuckTales the way they were. Yeah. And uh, now I'm starting to see why maybe some of the, the series back in the 80s should stay back in the 80s if you if you know what i'm talking about we mentioned earlier in the podcast uh, some of the asian stereotypes and uh uh one of the characters the that you you mentioned the one uh he had the, the he was he was a bear he had the buck teeth and that yeah yeah, yeah, the, yeah that the manchu mustaches and stuff oh my on, god but... 1988 mind you so no that, w- that was cringeworthy back then, but I can't imagine what it would be like if they came out with something like that now, which is a whole other discussion that I don't want to get too far into. But, you know, it was we are a retro cartoon podcasts and we do have to acknowledge the fact that there are certain stereotypes back in the yeah. back in the day. So, Josh, um, have you seen the new one? I have not. Uh, you know, uh, before for this last week I or two weeks, I haven't I hadn't watched a DuckTales episode in. 20 years maybe yeah. i don't know 15 years but um you know i think we owe a lot to this you know this 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 show uh disney and uh uh put a lot of money into it i was looking it's like 27 million dollars to produce these 100 episodes mm. and directly because of the success of this tv show was chippendale rescue rangers oh my God, tailspin yes. and the gargoyles all of those were based because of or we're able to exist because yep. of the popularity yeah, yeah, even of more this, than that. this show. Like Dark, Darkwing Duck, which I think did oh. exist in the same universe as this. I think there was some crossover there with Gizmo Duck. And, uh... I was trying a little fun fact for you guys. So, uh, quick story. I was trying to be Darkwing Duck Easter of 1991, and I think my aunt came out <laughs> and tried to grab me from the street. I just went out, and with the kids, I, I told everybody I was Darkwing Duck, and my mom and my aunt, I think, just said, no, no, you're not. <laughs> grab me and uh that's that's adorable adorable sad sad adorable <laughs> sad adorable <laughs> wait, wait a minute i'm very confused here you dressed up during easter no 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 i try i i, I well it's funny yes i went with uh the beach towel in the closet and i went 
out on the the corner i guess there were a couple kids in my neighborhood who had you know family elsewhere so they didn't celebrate easter or i don't know what the deal was and a couple neighborhood kids were outside and i went out and i told everybody i was darkwing duck just randomly and i had the 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 towel and and uh oh yeah and i i think i used one of my mom's beach hats and and my aunt just that's amazing and you know my aunt said david come on you're being weird (laughs) not a lot has changed i I feel like that's the right kind of weird that's that's definitely not something i would not do (laughs) like i can picture doing the same um my mom was a psychologist she was a little worried about me and rightfully so I'm glad I turned out well adjusted. <laughs> but uh, I, I mean, Josh is right. Like, I don't know what you think, Dave, but like, as far as the animation quality and stuff going into this, and like, may- maybe it's also partially the format we're watching it on, getting to see this on Disney Plus as opposed to hunting down to a broken up YouTube clip, but like the audio, like, even just like the amount of drawing that you can tell went into it. Like, I, I think there's definitely like a little more money behind this than pretty much anything we've watched besides maybe that men in black cartoon i feel like right like, exactly as far as like quality of production this is held up pretty well in well the regard. disney cartoons in the late 80s had some great production value um gummy bears who we reviewed a while back i mean that oh, was yeah. some great production uh tailspin of course this one right here you know it was it was a time when we could be ourselves and watch these cartoons saturday morning or get off the bus around 2 uh, 233 p.m. and just go watch it on our local TV station like 56 or uh, WSBK TV 38 you know one of those independently run stations and watch the afternoon cartoon block uh we had uh, daycare we would watch uh, another cartoon the comic strip which was the uh, they had oh, the uh, the, the tiger sharks that was the yes. the Rankin oh, Bass God. cartoon yeah I and uh, oh, mask, you know, which I hope we can do in a, in another episode. Um, I think that was more Saturday morning, but uh, you know, the point still stands. I mean, it was a sim- it was the simplicity of just being a kid, and uh, you know, nothing against the CGI Ducktales now, but it just doesn't feel the same. So, so I it's been really well reviewed. So I I, I did go and watch it. And I want to at least point you guys to, I think you know this movie, Dave. I know Josh does the third episode of it. I, I watched like maybe four of them. Hmm. The third one in the background. So it, it's sharp writing, but in the background, the whole subtext of the episode is the movie, The Warriors. Yeah. Oh my God. So, yeah. So it's, sure. it, it's doing something a little different. Come out and play. Yeah, and I, I think it's, um, yeah, the whole background, they've got uh, this, like, pair of lips and this mouth sort of talking, narrating, like, the woman who uh, was the uh, chief on Carbon San Diego. Who, oh, Rita Moreno? Uh, yeah, Rita. No, uh, God, I forget her name. But uh, she was, yeah, the radio I think it was DJ Rita Moreno, but you might be, you might be, I might be wrong. Oh, I'm blanking on it. But anyway, I, I would I would point to that one, have you guys at least uh, take a little look, because I, I think... What the show is trying to do is uh, it's more for us than it is for kids. Like I've watched with my daughter the Muppet Babies reboot and it is definitely like not the not the sort of nostalgia play. It's like this is for your very tiny kids and, you know, it's not for people who watched it growing up. But the DuckTales one, there's definitely something for people who, you know, have that cultural awareness and it's it's aimed at a slightly older crowd so Mm. so josh yeah you had a little bit of a ducktales trivia well yeah one more thing about this episode that uh you know looking on imdb and just 
doing a little bit of research and there's only one real bit of trivia about this episode which i found really funny is that it's now defunct but do you guys remember toon disney sure yeah i think it was a channel right Correct. And they used to, you know, they used to play all of the Disney properties. And this was one of them. People on the internet in the mid 2000s were irate over this episode because it was heavily edited and didn't make a lot of sense. So they, you know, we talked about Scrooge and his uh, his beverage of choice. Well, right. they removed almost all references of him drinking the actual beverage oh, from the episode. There was just all these bottle caps floating around and like, the fact that he had the bottles, but he never drank them. And so there were people on the internet. Of course, there's people on the internet for everything, but mm-hmm. they were they were irate. They're like, maybe someday we'll be <laughs> able to watch the unedited version of this episode. Like, mm. I can't wait. And there's like a thread of like 20 people going off on this. And like one person's like, oh, I'll try to get it uploaded to YouTube. But my mom and I found an old VHS where we have the original <laughs> copy and it's so oh. great. And it's like. You know, it was like kind of like being able to go back in time a little bit and seeing like, wow, if I told them that like in 2019, Disney Plus would launch and you could watch everything, man, they'd be so happy. Oh, that's great. And that's such a like typical like Internet complaint. Like, I feel like we were just getting that kind of thing uh, actually with Disney Plus, with the uh, release yep. of The Simpsons recently, they, uh, the aspect ratio oh, my... and all over the place. And then but that got... is a legitimate complaint. Yeah. yeah. And this this was good. This was the four, standard four by three. And, you know, it all, it all looked good on the kind of square. But then they uh, they got rid of the uh, Michael Jackson cameo episode. Oh, I know. It was like Internet complaints doing like that exact same thing there but oh rock bottom which is the simpsons uh, facebook group or they've got s- several simpsons fan gr- pages on on facebook and they are cult you want to talk about a cult they, they, they this is the cult of the simpsons and they spent their lives memeing yeah i i, I feel like uh I don't know what you guys think of Rick and Morty, but I really enjoy the show. But like, can't bring myself to say that I enjoy it too often because, because of their that fans fan are insufferable like monsters. Kim, uh, Kim and I are thinking about doing the Rick and Morty pub crawl coming up in February, and uh, we like uh, the the fans. But when they get online, they feel yeah. bigger than they actually are, and the things that come out racist, misogynistic, homophobic, transphobic, uh, it. it it, it, I, and when you meet them in person, they're they're nothing like that because they yeah. know if they went out and said what they say online, they'd be fired. They'd they'd have problems in other aspects of their lives. But yeah, no, it is too bad that we can't enjoy these shows without the internet getting really angry. Even though the aspect ratio on The Simpsons is a legitimate complaint, they're supposed to be fixing that. It's terrible. It's terrible. So, like I told you guys at the top of the show, is that. My job is is I'm a technical director, I'm a video editor, I'm a podcast editor, and when I started watching some of those Simpsons episodes, I was just like blown away. Like, why is it so zoomed in? Like, why are they doing this? Like, this is terrible. And I did see some stuff online about how there's just jokes that are completely cut from that episode because you don't see the image that they cut yeah. where there was a joke, like a visual joke on screen that no longer exists. And that's just, it's terrible. And why are they still keeping the show going? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other thing. I had to. Money? Yeah. Your uncle's time is up. If we so much as hear an airplane from this moment on, prepare to die.
It is wonderful, Mr. Scrooge. Your metal friend will cleanse our valley of those horrible bottle caps in no time at all. Well, almost no time at all. Just think, Mr. McDee, you're the only person in history ever to find Tra-La-La. And the only person ever banned from it, too. Good riddance. I kind of wait to get back to Duckburg. You won't mind the spongers and the chiselers? Sure I'll mind. But after all this, I know I can handle it. In fact, I'm sure I'll never need this nerve medicine again. That's good to hear. Now, about that hazard pay. Let's not forget the three plane loads I flew. I'm definitely due some overtime. Disney's DuckTales will return after these messages. There's only one of these in the whole world. You gave it to me. Mm -hmm. Whoa, what a crunch. That's unreal. Well, it's not unreal. It's all natural. You said there was only one of these. I meant that one-of-a-kind nutty taste. Hmm. I was going to say nutty. What are these? Give you a hint. Nuts. Grape nuts. The one and only. Post grape nut cereal. I guard this box with my life. To cover the name. And now, back to Disney's DuckTales. And we are back. All right, Josh, you good to go? Or... Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, so cereal choice. All right, so cereal choice here. Josh went with grape nuts. Uh, Josh, you want to uh, tip us off a little bit as to why you chose grape nuts? Because I'm an 80 year old man. <laughs> That's the stereotype. Living on right? the edge. Like, grape nuts are an old man cereal. <laughs> like, well, I, I used to it. eat grape nuts when I was eight years old. Well, that actually explains everything. <laughs> but uh, so you requested uh, you requested sugar. Do I pour some sugar on top of the grape nuts and with the milk? Is that your uh, preparation? Yeah. So yeah. So the preparation is very simple. Is you you take the dry grape nuts. And then you take about two massive, three massive spoonfuls of sugar and coat the entire thing. So it kind of looks like, you know, a snowy mountainside. Right. Um, and then you fill it with milk. The backstory on this is when I was a kid, I, you know, I ate, I lived with my grandparents. I grew up with my grandparents and uh, they had a couple cereals allowed in the house. Uh, grape nuts was allowed, was purchased sometimes. Corn flakes and Rice Krispies were the other big two. Yep. But... As you could tell, they didn't really like sugary cereals. Their grandparents yeah. are old. They, you know, they, you're not supposed to eat that garbage. If I got Lucky Charms, that was like once a year. Or you know, you yeah. know, in one of your re recent episodes, you guys were talking about Cookie Crisp or something like that. And oh my god, I was I was so jealous of that. But I also live with my grandparents, so yeah. I don't know if you guys remember if you ever visited your grandparents or were lucky enough to visit your grandparents. But we had a sugar bowl out every day of the year. It oh, was yeah. a, like a decorative sugar bowl. That I was allowed to pull from. So I would make my own sugary cereals. So grape nuts, I would probably have more sugar in my grape nuts than you'd have in your Lucky Charms. That's great. Yeah, and and I mean grape nuts is already a pretty like dense, like calorically like heavy sort of cereal. And adding the sugar on top, yeah, you're definitely getting like a full meal meal there. But uh 
So you actually reminded me of a bit of a story. My grandparents, actually, I think my mother is probably stricter with sugary cereal. But as a kid, my uncle did what you did. Like, whatever the cereal is, he would just dump sugar on top of it, apparently. And uh, my mother, for an April Fool's Day one day, uh, replaced uh, his sugar bowl with salt and sat there to see what That's happened. really mean. <laughs> and That's yeah, not funny very small children and uh yeah uh, so that's a story that's kind of like gone down with our family over the years you know something dave there's jokes and then there's too far yeah yeah that may have crossed the line so josh i've never done this combo before the sugar really does add a little something to the grape nuts i keep going back for more so yeah the sugar is terrible i mean the cereal is terrible but the sugar is obviously a sugar it tastes amazing so now, unfortunately, I really am an old man now, so I'm also on the. You're also on the what? I'm also on the oat milk over here. Are you guys? Uh, yeah. Now I yep, know we, yep, Morrison is on a. Uh, Morrison, you've got issues as well, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, uh, uh, oat milk's per- perfect because uh, Dave doesn't do dairy and has a nut allergy. So oh, oat milk is perfect. The moon, ideally, on our end, I don't think we've. We've Soaks up the milk. grape we've nuts really nice. Milk. Yeah, no. This... Have we done oat milk on the show before? We've never this done oat milk. We've yeah. done coconut and soy. Uh, oat milk, I'm actually very impressed, and it holds up wicked well with the grape nuts. It's also what I used to eat growing up. It's also Woodrow Wilson's favorite cereal. <laughs> uh, who's, who's Woodrow Wilson? A, a, a Did I president. say Woodrow Wilson? Woodrow. I meant Woodrow Wilson. <laughs> So grape nuts, uh, grape nuts taught me something when I was going on the Wikipedia researching this. Uh, I guess it was developed in the 1890s by uh, C.W. Post, who is a patient and then later competitor of uh, John Harvey Kellogg. Like I'd heard about Kellogg and his like sanitarium and whatever that movie was. I think it was The Road to Wellness or whatever. I knew he was kind of like this weird like health food guru or whatever but i had no idea there was like an actual post guy let alone that like he was also making this you know weird health food and uh i don't know what you what you think thought about it as a kid josh but i was always a little like weirded out confused that grape nuts contains neither grape nor nuts (laughs) i i uh that went over my head i never really (laughs) i remember you know i was um I was just worried about what I was going to have to do in school that day yeah. uh, when I was probably eating this stuff back when I was a kid. I, I, I think the thing is I like I couldn't like eat in front of the TV or anything. So when I had them dropped in front of me, I just stare at the boxes and like, oh, what's going on with this? And the Grape Nuts box was a little weird. Like, uh, I don't know about what you've got there, but this one has like a uh, an actual like bag of the cereal inside it, the little plastic bag. Like when I was a kid, like grape nuts came in a different box. You'd kind of pour it out the side of it, and it like wasn't your normal cereal box. So this this seems like it's uh, kind oh, of a little you know what? I kind of feel like I remember that. Um, no, I've got your normal bag. I've noticed we've got a non-GMO product verified logo on here, which is great. That means it's healthy because anything non-GMO is automatically healthy. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But you know what's really funny is that if there was an organic, uh, certified organic logo on here, they wouldn't need that logo, the non-GMO one. Oh, but yeah. like, But they like the non-GMO project kind of like tries to like pay people to or they try to get people to, you know, come on board with their them label. Right. because they get money for it. You know, then they're oh, getting the money instead of organic. Yeah. yeah. So it's uh 
it's this weird little scene but i love the cereal i love the crunch i love you know one of the things the other things i i love doing with a cereal that i didn't really think about it until i'm actually eating it is that i love to take a big chunk a big spoonful out and then drain the milk and then just eat it like that it's like once it gets soggy you can't for viewers at home or listeners at home if you if you pour yourself grape nuts for the first time in a while and you try to take a bite within the first like five seconds like you're gonna like break a tooth you've really got to wait that solid like minute for it to soak up the milk but but it still like maintains a little bit of a crunch like it doesn't get like soggy soggy like other cereals yeah. where like once it soaks up the milk it's like disgusting mush though so, uh, apparently uh i don't know if you guys have ever had it this way but i guess uh hot grape nuts sort of like you add it to the milk heat it up and sure have almost like a like a like an oatmeal or something yeah I do that all the time. Yeah. No, oh, yeah, it's, it's it's like an alternative to oatmeal. Hmm. But um, I used to do. It's funny that we're having it with cane sugar. I used to have bran flakes with uh, sugar. With adding a little sugar too, but here. no milk. Yeah. I think it works, uh, J- Josh. I like the pick. Uh, it, and it, Sports Center. That was my that was my routine growing up. Routine. before the van came. <laughs> I like it. Um. Man, that's good. So I was, I was reading a little bit more about the history of it. Uh, to me, this tastes the same as I remember it from being a kid. I don't know about you guys, but apparently they uh, they tweaked their recipe quite a bit about 15 years ago or so. No, really? I couldn't tell. You know, I've just, yeah. I'm tasting sugar, lots of sugar and yeah, fiber. Yeah, that might be it kind of covering it. But I, I guess they, uh, they made sure it was whole grains and... Uh, Add it, increase the vitamin content to it. So I guess if you fortify it with enough vitamins, it can then count toward food stamps paying for it. So it would increase a bit of their audience by if them like throwing vitamins into it, they could use the the EBT cards or whatever it is toward that program, and uh, it being one of the cereals that qualifies for it. So I think they're really uh, kind of reaching trying to find a bigger market a uh the wiki the wiki was saying this was at one point like the sixth or seventh most popular cereal out there and no i remember way. i remember it having like a prominent place on shelves or whatever and seeing advertisements but man i i can't remember the last time i saw anybody eat this or like i i don't know about you guys but i had trouble finding it on the shelves <laughs> it was kind of like buried away in a corner well, and i went and grabbed it so we're recording this in newton Excuse me, and Waltham is right next door, and they have a brand new Demoulis. And I usually get the Nutty Nuggets, which is the Demoulis brand oh, version of Grape Nuts. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I did see a, a Stop and Shop store brand, too. I should go kind of looking for that. And uh, D- Dave, I think this is the cereal I've seen you respond most positively to out of the ones we have. I, I think you've gone back for like two refills. I I take it. This like, is my you, third. You, you you approve of this? I not only approve. I approve of the oat milk, and I approve of the sugar cane. I don't want to go too much with the sugar, with the cane sugar. But this is good. Yeah, and Josh. I've always uh, I've always found the idea of like putting sugar on top of a cereal a little like eh. like I, I get it with like if you're talking like a plain bran flakes or corn flakes or something like that but man it just works with these i'm really digging it i'm not gonna lie yeah i'm telling you guys like when i was i was growing up it was like i didn't get all those awesome cereals that some of you guys got and uh and this was my avenue man this is my this is my um my cheat if you will or, yeah. or uh 
But I'm just really happy that, uh, you know, you had to listen to me ramble on about a ridiculous uh, DuckTales episode. And at least Mr. Morrison here is happy with, with my, my serial choice. Because I was like, there's no one in this history of if you guys do 100 episodes, no one's going to ever pick Grape Nuts because it's just like. Oh, I insist on this. Yeah, man, it, it's a it's a great call. Like we, we think of the series with like the 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 cartoon mascots, and you know, like uh, because we're you know watching cartoons or whatever. But I feel like everyone's got like some sort of association with grape nuts, and yeah, it may well be grandparents because it was the like quote unquote healthy food of its time or whatever. I did have one question for you guys though. Being in New England, I, th- I think it's sort of a New England thing, maybe a couple area- other areas, but uh, something I love, I'm not sure if you guys have had, have you had grape nut ice cream? No. Yeah. No? I, I, I've it, never heard of this it, uh, until now. It, it shows up at like little small, small ice cream shops, you know, your dairies that have been around for a long time here and there, and I was like... I swear I've had it like a half dozen times and I love it. It's probably just grape nuts in a, in a vanilla ice cream. So I, I did a little uh, digging Where would through. they serve this? Yeah. They wouldn't have served this at Brigham's. Uh, something like a Brigham's maybe. Like I, I, re- I think I remember having it Nuh-uh. as a kid in, uh, in Natick. At, uh, it was it was Park Street ice cream was our little local like one off one. Anyway, the uh, the wiki confirmed that it exists. I was going through the Wikipedia and they're saying grape nut ice cream is a popular regional dish in the Canadian Maritime provinces, the Shenandoah Valley, Jamaica, and New England. Uh, so it's kind of all over the place. Maybe in the Maritimes, I do not know about New England because yeah, I've never seen anything like this. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it. it's. Uh, it's a treat. If you guys ever see it, uh, I recommend having it. God, I feel like it might have shown up at the JP Licks or something a couple of years ago. I might have tried it for the first time since childhood. But uh, Josh, I'm guessing it will definitely not turn up anywhere out there by you. But next time you're uh, in town, I'll have to uh, hunt some down. Yeah, there, I definitely have not seen that here in San Diego. But um, yeah, that's that's uh, that's pretty crazy. Um the, the only question I have for you guys uh, before we end this here is uh, when are you guys going to bust out an original copy of Nintendo cereal for one of these? Because they're currently oh, going God, for about $300 yeah. on eBay. And is that, we, is we that want just to. the box or is it is it actually containing the cereal? I think for 150 to 200 you can get a box and then 300 unopened box is what I, you're going for. I, I have been, if not that, like I, I've been really thinking about something like that. Or like the Mr. T cereal. I think Nerds Candy at one point had a cereal that was similar to the Nintendo cereal system. Uh, had like two, one different flavor on each side. Uh, there's one I never had as a kid that always looked good to me. Is uh, the Swedish Chef had a crunchy stars for the cereal. But man, you're right. Like I, I think it would be fun to like buy that. a really old box like that and be like, all right, if this do a little research make sure it won't kill us and like crack it open and eat that like 25 something from like 20 or 30 years ago no we can find that online um uh, yeah i'm actually liking the idea if you want to come back and join us for that yeah please do ever be in town visiting or whatever we're definitely not gonna buy two boxes of whatever it is but uh i think that might be worth the uh the repeat episode if if you're up for it oh it's totally a tax write-off it's a video game related a porta kid will just buy it for 300 dollars, and uh you know uh it'll be great that's good there you go 
Uh, so on a quick related note before we do the sign off, I know uh, we attempted to cue up the music before and uh, kind of failed, but uh, I, I couldn't get through an episode of DuckTales with DuckTales included without touching on that uh, original NES DuckTales game. Uh, one of probably my favorite Nintendo games to like go back to and play here and there. I think they made like a remastered version of it at some point or another. Josh, I take it because you had the music, you uh, played that game at some point or another too. Yeah, I definitely played the game a little bit. Uh, you know, I don't know if you remember from our from our college days, Dave, but I was more of a Sega guy versus a Nintendo yeah, guy. Yeah. Um, but uh, I did actually rebuy that master um, that mastered version for PC a couple years ago and played it with like a controller, and it was like it was like perfect. It looked just absolutely stunning. Um, you know, it's a really hard game. Uh, I I never beat it. Uh, I don't know if you did. But yep, I, yep. I definitely watched the playthrough uh, the other day as well before this call. And uh, yeah, it, it, it was uh, it had the same theme song. It was just a bit version and it was uh, it was magic, magic, you know? Yeah, it's great. We'll, we'll probably have to drop that in at the end here. So, I, I think you've got a copy of that because it, it was a good one. I'm just glad that you were uh, Team Nintendo because I always felt like I was the the least cool because everybody. It, it, Team girl, Sega, you mean? Well, no, no. Sega was the cool was the supposedly the cool kids at least and then nintendo were the kids who were not as not as cool and not as fortunate i i think that I, was like sega's attempt at marketing it was what what is it uh sega does what nintendo don't yep <laughs> they made oh color that was the big one with the game gear and they would make fun of the do uh the kid on the there was a commercial of the kid playing uh uh something on game boy and the kid's like where's the color it it definitely tried to be the like edgier system i feel like they had the sports game crowd down uh and uh like mortal Kombat or street fighter they'd be a little bit more violent like mortal Kombat had blood for the genesis and sweat for the super nintendo i'm thinking yep if you but uh, you can always unlock the blood code a-v-a-c-a-b-b that's right <laughs> of course you've got it memorized uh, oh that's great yeah i was just a sega guy because years later someone you know gave me i did a I did a moving job for a, f- a friend of the family and he was like, Hey, do you want 50 bucks or do you want this like brand new Sega Genesis? And, uh, yeah, I fell in love with echo the dolphin and, and oh, great game NHL 94. Uh, and, um, and obviously Sonic. So, uh, I was, a, I've always been a Sega guy and I'll, I'll die a Sega guy, you know, there you go. Sonic, uh, uh, Sonic chaos. Did you ever play or so- did you play the uh, Sonic one, two and three? one two and three and then there was like a spinball i never got spinball for some reason i was not a fan of spinball i love two two is kind of my game two is the best it's like a perfect game it's like just absolutely phenomenal um but uh yeah ducktales yeah yeah (laughs) thank you josh these are great uh revisiting grape nuts like this might go back in my rotation now I, i i do have you know the healthier cereals in my normal day-to-day life and this is you know sort of kind of healthy and i'm looking at the back of our box and it's got like oh make a little like yogurt parfait out of it or whatever but uh yeah i think uh i think this is uh, a nice one to revisit and man like uh if if you got your daughter into ducktales i'm kind of uh picturing a couple years down the line kind of attempting the same thing with mine because uh it's a fun show it's an awesome show. Thank you so much, Joshua Pratt, for coming on this program and introducing uh, the world to Grape Nuts or reintroducing Dave Linquist to Grape Nuts. <laughs>
And we hear you. Yeah, I'm just I'm just glad I was able to thank you so much for having me on and uh this was awesome just talking talking nonsense for an hour. It was a fun one. That's uh, what so we do best. For anybody like in the uh, San Diego area who wants to do sort of a video game event or anything, you've got uh, uh, an email or a website or anything for Porticade? Yeah, go to Porticade.com or obviously everyone's on Instagram these days. So uh, Instagram.com forward slash Porticade. P-O-R-T-A-C-A-D-E. We're, we're not affiliated with Pornocade, which is uh, <laughs> another company that uh, I, I'm joking. <laughs> awesome so uh yeah if you want us to throw up a link or anything when we uh post the episode absolutely we'll do that across all our little social media things and uh yeah this was a fun one thanks man appreciate it daves all right, all right thank you very Take much care. josh all right thank you very much josh pratt for joining us on the frosted side all right dave it was another successful episode wouldn't yeah. you say yeah good times so. uh, Special thanks to our guest this week, Joshua Pratt. Thank you, Josh, for helping us review DuckTales Season 2, Episode 6, The Land of Tra-La-La, and helping us to chow down on some grape nuts with oat milk. Check out BevMo.com if you're looking to get into the brew game. Also, Porticade.com if you're in Southern California, you're a bar owner, and you're looking to host a gaming tournament. That's Porticade.com. And thank you out there for tuning in to the Frosted Side. And for my partner, Dave Linquist, I'm Dave Morrison. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time on another episode of the Frosted Side. Take care, everyone.